0: Welcome to Across Africa, our weekly look at stories from across the continent. I'm Georgia Calvin-Smith and this week hundreds of thousands have been displaced by Sudan's conflict but some civilians have also had to stay in Khartoum as a war rages around them and some even say that they have no choice but to still head into work. Also, Congolese communities in the country's east say that successes Claims by the East African force sent in to rein in M23 rebels have been overblown. Some locals still don't feel safe despite the militants' withdrawal. And dozens of Beninese craftsmen brush up on the skills needed to restore the royal palaces of the former kingdom of Dahomey. They'll house returned artifacts that French colonial forces stole in the 19th century. But first. Rival generals behind Sudan's deadly war have agreed multiple ceasefires that have been routinely violated. Civilians have borne the brunt of the conflict and hundreds of thousands have fled their homes over the weeks of battling. Despite the exodus, there are still many Sudanese still living amidst the bloodshed in Khartoum. Some you will even still feel compelled to go into work to earn what little they can. Olivia Bizo tells us more.
1: Every morning, Victoria braves the clashes in Khartoum to sell tea at her stall. Despite the dangers, she feels compelled to do so, to be able to provide what little she can for her family. I have to work so that my children survive. And even if we wanted to leave this place, we have nothing anyway. For similar reasons, Abdul Baki has continued to tend to customers at his barber's shop.
2: I have to work, especially in these circumstances, so I can eat and drink. Prices of supplies are increasing, everything is becoming more expensive. I need work.
1: But many are struggling to make any money at all.
3: Everything's at a standstill. There are lots of people walking around just trying to find anything to eat. There's no work for plumbers, electricians, construction workers or most other people. It's been four or five days since I've seen a client or earned a single pound.
1: Fighting between the Sudanese army and the paramilitary rapid support forces entered a third week on Monday, despite both sides agreeing to extend a much-violated ceasefire by three days. Tens of thousands of people have fled Sudan to escape the violence. But millions remain trapped in the country where there were shortages of food, water and fuel.
0: Congolese communities in the country's east say that successes claimed by the East African force sent in to rein in M23 rebels have been overblown. Buna Ghana fell to the militants last June and the regional force says that rebels have withdrawn in line with the Luanda agreement signed in November. But residents say they're still not certain of safety. Our Correspondents Report.
4: Battle tanks, heavy weaponry. The Ugandan soldiers of the East African Regional Force are flexing their military might in Bunagana. They say they have now regained control of this Congolese border town. It was the first city to fall to M23 rebels in June last year.
5: Our military force is securing that portion of the border. When we arrived, we found M23 elements in position on the hill over there. They're no longer here. They fled outside the city.
4: The Ugandan force says Bunagana is now safe and is encouraging locals who fled the M23 incursion to return home. But at the city's border post, trucks are now scarce when they used to crowd the custom authorities between DRC and Uganda.
2: There's almost no one there. I'm coming back from Uganda. There are definitely still rebels, but I haven't had any problems.
1: When the M23 took the city I fled, but living in the camp is so hard. I know there are rebels, but I have to come back, otherwise my kids will starve.
4: Despite reassuring words from the military authorities, Bunagana people are still reluctant to settle back in the city. Some suspect the Ugandan troops collaborated with the M23. They say the regional force does not even try to pressure the rebels to leave the occupied areas. Suspicions, Kinshasa authorities share.
2: We're expecting a truthful discussion with the regional force. You know that the Ugandan army chief has recently arrived in Kinshasa. We need to have a clear understanding of Uganda's position moving forward.
4: The Ugandan contingent of the EARF maintains that M23 is complying with the terms of the Luanda agreement and withdrawing from occupied areas. Uganda troops are still operating across the Congo's troubled east. The Congo's army calls claims of the M23 Wisterl illusory, insisting that the rebels, on the contrary, are reinforcing their positions in the eastern parts of the country.
0: In Tunisia, the city of Sfax is struggling to cope with the rising number of migrants attempting the dangerous sea crossing to Europe. A string of recent deadly shipwrecks has seen around 200 lives lost in local waters, and Sfax's morgues and hospitals are struggling to keep up. With more.
5: Sitting less than 200 kilometers away from the Italian coast, the Tunisian port city of Sfax has become one of the main departure points for migrants trying to reach Europe. But a recent series of deadly shipwrecks in the Mediterranean have left the local morgue unable to cope. The numbers exceed our capacity. On Tuesday, the morgue received almost 200 bodies, but the hospital's capacity is only 40 or 50. In order to relieve pressure on hospitals, local authorities have begun to hold daily burials after taking DNA swaps in case families come forward. In this Sfax Cemetery, Rows of unadorned tombstones display the numbers given to the bodies that couldn't be identified. Here, too, space is beginning to run out, despite the city's best efforts. We don't have a designated cemetery for such cases. But thanks to the combined efforts of the city of Sfax and the surrounding municipalities, we have been able to increase the number of burials. Migrant departures from Tunisia have been on the rise following a series of aggressive speeches by President Kais Syed. The city of Sfax says it's taken in over 200 dead bodies in the past 10 days.
0: About 3.5 million people get malaria in Kenya every year. About 10,700 cases are fatal. But the country is one of Africa's leading examples in the battle against the disease and numbers are dropping. There's excitement that progress could be ramped up even further with the new R21 vaccine. It's only the second in the world for malaria and could be a game changer. Our correspondents report.
3: In this clinic in Kisumu, doctors treat malaria patients. Across Kenya, some 3.5 million people contract the disease every year.
1: Malaria <laughs> Malaria has become a big problem in our family. I tested positive and was sick all last week. I pray that researchers find a solution because we are losing many children. Between
5: 2019
3: and 21, Kenya tested an anti-malarial vaccine. Today, more than a million doses have been administered to children under five in endemic regions in the west of the country.
1: The child must continue to sleep under a treated mosquito net. Being vaccinated does not mean that we cannot contract malaria. It just reduces the risks.
3: The most recent studies show infection rates dropping sharply from 27 to 19% between 2015 and 2020. In March, the health ministry announced it was expanding its vaccination drive.
2: There is a, a very big sh- change since we started giving RTSS to under children from six months. The severity has been reduced and also mortality to under five children has also been
3: reduced. At least 28 African countries plan to deploy the vaccine in the future. A second vaccine, still in the study phase, could soon also be approved by the World Health Organization.
4: Having an additional tool to uh To add to existing ones to fight malaria is just uh, something that everyone is looking forward to. WHO is closely working with the the developers of that vaccine to gather critical
3: data. Preliminary studies show that the R21 vaccine is 75% effective. Tests conducted in Kenya have not yet been published, but in Ghana authorities have just approved its use for children from 5 to 36 months of age.
0: The 26 Royal Artifacts, which France returned to Benin in 2021 first went on display in Cotonou last year. In a few years' time, they'll finally have a homecoming to Abomey, the capital of the former Kingdom of Dahomey. A hundred Beninese artisans are currently being trained on site so that they can learn the techniques needed to properly restore the royal palaces, which will double as a home for the returned treasures when the time comes.
2: This ancient royal reception hall, called Afjalala in the foreign language, is now both a construction site and a classroom for craftsmen. Restoration on the site began this year and is led by a French company that specializes in traditional building crafts and techniques. Local tradesmen have been expanding their approach and skills. Before the training, we built our foundations with our sketches. But here we respect specific dimensions. Everything is leveled and proportional. I find it very beautiful.
3: Our goal is not to teach how to build, they know all that. We had to bring rigor by teaching them the basics of mathematics, geometry, sketching, how to work with axes, to make sure that tomorrow they have the skills needed for sustainable restorations.
2: In a few months, this group will take on the huge responsibility of restoring the royal palaces.
3: We inherited this know-how from our ancestors, but this has provided us with techniques that we can now add to our skill sets. We're better at what we do.
2: Our most valuable possession is our culture. This work will preserve our historical heritage, but also boost our economy. Using new carpentry and thatching techniques, a roof like this can last 30 to 40 years. This would not have been possible a year ago. The restoration project and museum's construction cost around 45 million euros. The French Development Agency will be funding about 80 percent of that with loans and grants, with Benin covering the rest.
0: Well, that's it for Across Africa for now. Thanks for joining us. Do so again. Till then, take care.